Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hello. It is. Welcome to chaos. Another day of chaos. This is wonderful. You really are excited the last two days. Usually uh, the show starts, you're like flat. No, I'm... Uh, I'm what are we going to talk about? I don't know. I'm motivated. Uh, the... Uh, well, go ahead. Show us your motivation. No, I, I, I just... I'm, I'm enjoying that the uh, council members are refusing to resign. We're supposed to be healing. And instead, you are like I'm, I'm, uh, whippity-doo happy. I'm picking the scab. Are you kidding? We're supposed to be still processing no, this. I'm pulling out the stitches. We're supposed to be in shock. <laughs> We're supposed to be trying yeah. to <laughs> reach out. Do you know anybody who actually is reeling or in shock? Reeling and roiling. Because I see all these stupid headlines in that idiot newspaper we have. And we're all supposed to be moaning and sobbing and reeling. Where does the city bleeding? go from here? <laughs> How know. can we get past this now? I, I got A monumental car. crisis. Everybody. These are just jerk politicians. I know. I know. Saying what we probably always knew they were saying in private. That's Come right. on. And saying what a lot of people People say. are so naive. I know. Or are they pretending? I don't know. I, I, because, that's, you know. The, that's the thing. Are they pretending? Or or they, they really have invested emotionally in these bastards? That's, <laughs> that, that is the question of uh, the, the whole century that uh, nobody's been able to answer. Are you serious? You actually believe in these people? Or are you just posturing because it's good for your business? Well, as far as we know, the three of them have not resigned yet, which means the L.A. City Council tried again today to hold the session. And, uh, well, it didn't last. We go to Blake Trolley again from KFI News for what happened today. Uh, I think less people showed up, though, didn't they, Blake? Or Yeah, you know, there were noticeably fewer people here, but just like yesterday, this meeting was completely off to the races. Um, People in the chambers today, they were chanting, no resignations, no meeting, just an electric crowd. Let's go to bite one. This just gives you an idea of the energy heading into this meeting. Resignations now. Okay. I'd like to know the chance. That guy bring in his own drum. Or do they have a drum available I, for protesters? I think I, I could be wrong, but I think he was hit, actually no. I think he was hitting like the uh, the wood benches, right? Oh, I see. Oh, yes, yeah, like they do I at ball games where you were, hit the metal benches. Or right. were they were they banging on Bonin's head? That would make the same sound. <laughs> well, Bonin was actually not physically present at this meeting. Um, we'll we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, so council members they try to start this meeting, but the chants are just not stopping. They're, the, the city council members are just getting overpowered. Uh, we'll go to bite two. This is Mitch O'Farrell, acting president, trying to get this thing underway. We do have a quorum. We are going to start with um... approval of the minutes of <laughs> October 11, 2022. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to start with words from Mr. Bonin. Mr. Bonin, would, would you like to address the body, Mr. Bonin? The body? <laughs> oh, is that like Joe Biden asking for the congresswoman? He's not there, right? Well, well so yeah, Bonin wasn't there because we find out later down the meeting that he actually tested positive for COVID. Uh, but again, 
in uh, that situation, which you just heard there, Bonnet, he doesn't even try to, to wait, try Hold to on speak a second. Out. Hold a second. Did, did Bonnet create a super spreader event? Yeah, yesterday he's speaking emotionally. I mean, he could have infected hundreds of people. <laughs> well, time will tell. Anyways, Bonnet on that, uh, in that situation, he, he doesn't even try to speak. He, uh, so at this point, they call a recess. They say, we're going to take a five-minute recess. During that recess the chants actually start growing. They just start getting louder and louder. I'm thinking to myself, there's no way they're going to be able to bring this thing back. Uh, they try to. The chants continue. They push the recess again. And the second time Bonin does come, you know, he starts speaking remotely. In fact, I didn't even know, guys, that he did test positive for COVID. You couldn't even hear what he was saying over the chants. Um, I think people were able to pick it up, you know, who were watching the stream. But as far as if you were in city council, you just couldn't even hear a thing. Uh, because it was so loud. Uh, O'Farrell tries to plead with the crowd. They just continue. Here's uh, We'll go to bite three. Uh, this is another official. Grabs the mic, tries to plead with the crowd again, and they're just not stopping. So, audience, we'd like to take public comment so that we can hear what you have to say. Yeah, sure you do. But you have to let the speakers up. So we'd like to start public comment. That's that's O'Farrell. No, that you know that's another official. I was trying to figure out who it was. It was so hard to even see what was going on there too, because everybody's standing up, they're holding signs. Uh, that was somebody else. But O'Farrell does did try one last time to calm him down. After that, that was it. Uh, he brought this thing to an end. He, he announced that the meeting's you know been pushed till Friday. So O'Farrell holds a presser right after this. We run you know to this the little press conference room. Um, and he told us he understands the anger, the frustration of the crowd. He then got into the mechanics behind why today's meeting was called off. It wasn't just, you know, uh, protesters exact, you know, just being there. It was more of the formatics of it. If we can go to bite four. I was prepared to sit there all day if that's what it took. But uh, right around a little after a, a 11 o'clock, we lost quorum. Um, oh, Mr. Harris Dawson had to leave and then we lost quorum we went from 10 to 9 so that requires that we adjourn the meeting now i want to jump ahead on this thing just a second because i we're going to go to after the press conference because they they called questions to an end and there was a very obvious question i felt like we all had to ask so let's go to bite five moving ahead here and we'll, we'll move back but let's go to bite five because uh, after hearing that you know it, i think this was the most obvious thing that went through all of our heads um yeah I mean, I guess the obvious question would be, is it disappointing that he left this meeting? I mean, this is a pretty important meeting. I'm disappointed that we couldn't actually have the meeting, and um, it's, uh, it is what it is. Um, I was prepared to sit there all day into the evening if we needed to, because I am here as the acting council president to, to conduct business for the city of Los Angeles. Right, and as council president, I mean, is it disappointing that a member would leave on a day that people would probably argue is the most important day to show up and sit through the entirety of the meeting? Well, yesterday was the most important day. Today's the second most important day, and uh, That's I not would an love for him to have stayed. That was so, Mar so Marquise Harris-Dawson. So, so why did this guy leave? Um, yeah, we we tried to figure that out through O'Farrell. He said we have to reach out to uh, Harris Dawson's office. So I'm working on that. Um, but you know, back back to the presser, um, O'Farrell expresses frustra frustration that the three won't won't step down. Uh, he explained that he did advise De Leon and Cedillo to not show up today. Of course, we saw them show up yesterday. 
they were met with insane boos. So they, they both ended up leaving. Uh, then we got into a Q&A, and I asked a question, another question I think a lot of us are asking, if we can go to Bite 5. If they don't leave, what's city council going to look like if all three of them stay on their seats? It's, it's going to be... It's going to be extremely, if not impossible, um, for us to conduct our business. And I, I believe that they will resign. I have no verification of that standing here right now. But the emotions are only going to flare more and more and more. This is not going to calm down. You know, it's at a boiling point, and it's boiling over. And the only thing that will give us the environment we need to, to do this work is if we, if we turn down the heat. And the, the only way to turn down that heat is by three resignations. And then we have real, real work to do. Guys, protesters today, they told me they'll be back Friday, especially if these three are still here. There has been some speculation that these three might be trying to wait this thing out. And, you know, you, you just watch the compounding calls for them to leave. And it's like, if you guys are trying to run away from this, I mean, it's, it's kind of like running on a treadmill at this point. All right, Blake, thank you very much. You got it. Hi, Blake Trolling, KFI News, covering more chaos today. This is what uh, the rest of the city should do. And, uh, get, get, you know, so they get rid of all their uh, pro-homeless laws and anti-police uh, laws. Maybe everybody should go in and scream at uh, the city council until they shut down the meeting and just keep doing it until they start clearing the homeless off the street and the police start uh, arresting the criminals again. You need to start a new mob. Yeah, it's it's a problem because uh, uh, everyone else works. This crowd clearly does not work. So yeah, they always I hate to tell have you this, this crowd is pretty far from wanting to clear out the homeless. A lot of these are the activists. Right. But the thing is, we could we could play that game, too. We could go in there and scream and yell. You know, I could bring a drum in and bang the drum. Bullhorn. Uh, get, the, get the bullhorn. And I, I, apparently the, the city is hamstrung here. They, they, uh, they're stuck because uh, they have to have their meetings in public. And they can't do that. And Other- these people don't want to quit. And they can't be removed. Yeah, I, you know, the rule that we cite all the time on the show, wait three days, so we're there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that what they're doing? They want to wait three days and see if this shakes out any differently? Why are they not quitting? It's it's strange. I told you it's good money. It, <laughs> what are they going to do for a living? What are, I know, but, oh, I see. So it's if their they money. don't quit, then in a month or two months, nobody will be talking about this anymore and they might right. be able to show up. Or They're going to keep getting a paycheck. Every day they're not quitting, it's another day they get paid. Yeah, did, are there rules though concerning their attendance and that kind of thing? Is there something I don't that know. they have to, to get paid? They have to actually. I, you be know, there I or? actually read some of the city charter. Uh, <laughs> well, you really, are bored. There, no, there was a link to it in the L.A. Times. It was a question and answer about what can the city do to get rid of these guys? Like under what conditions? Yeah, it's apparently only recall is about all you got. Yeah, you got the recall, uh, but the People- city council itself cannot suspend or uh, remove. They cannot. Unless, this is not a criminal case. The only exception was if if, if there was there was somebody who had uh, an extreme physical, uh, you know, like an illness, oh, disability, right? or yeah, something? that it that it, it, it turned them uh, you know, incompetent in some way. They moved to censure them. Whoa! Oh, that is such BS. And then they're trying to remove them from their committee. No, they have uh, chairmanships, chairmans, mm-hmm. like 
I think yeah, the housing one is Cedillo. But they get still still get paid. See, they'd have to be physically incapacitated and unable to remove themselves uh, mm. on their own. Because let's say a guy had a stroke, right? And he can't say, I'm quitting. He can't communicate. He's just he's a, he's a vegetable. So mm. I guess they can remove him in that case. But short of that, and short of being, uh, being charged with a felony like Mark Ridley Thomas was, there's, I actually was surprised that there was no provision for for this kind of an emergency. Well, because I, what they did was speech, and that makes it difficult. Uh, just because yeah, somebody right. says something you don't like, right? They, they've got an, they've got uh, an opinion that uh, people disagree with. Which, All right, we'll, we'll talk more. We're going to take a break. Johnny Ken KFI AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We have breaking news. Yes, we do. L.A. City Councilman Nuri Martinez has resigned from the council. This just broke right now. So we, right now, Martinez is gone. No word yet on Kevin DeLeon or Gil Cedillo. But L.A. City Councilman Nuri Martinez has resigned from the uh, L.A. City Council. You know, I am a little disappointed. I was hoping for a long standoff. <laughs> Daily rioting at, at City Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think they're still going to go if I'm the other on, two haven't resigned by Friday. Uh, well, I'm on De, De Leon. De Leon, I, I, he's my man. He's going to hold out. He's not going to cower to the, to the mob, to the crowd. Yeah, he's the one with the future. Gil Cedillo is 68. He's already lost the election for city council, so he's done in a couple of months. He may hang on just to collect his money. Yeah. But De Leon ran for mayor and really believes he has a future. I mean, he was oh, the yeah. uh, no, he's wasn't he the state senate president for a while. Yes, yeah. Uh, for some reason, other politicians are really enamored with him. Oh. They treat him like he is some kind of big, uh, big star. I don't understand. Kevin, come on, recite the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh is. yes, how about yes? Let's have uh, Kevin De Leon. Now you can see if you've never heard this, you can see what kind of genius De Leon <laughs> he plays a hundred times. <laughs> because uh, it, it, a lot of people are getting their first impression of him really uh, in this in this case, right? This this story has reached a lot of people who ordinarily wouldn't know who De Leon is. Madam President, today is Tuesday and time for the flag salute. Mr. De Leon, can you please um, lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance this morning? Thank you very much, uh, Madam President. It would be an honor. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Undervisible uh, pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which stands one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay. Move. <laughs> Well, I imagine now the other two will follow suits and quit. People will vote for any dud. Oh, we have a statement now from Nuri Martinez. Ah, what's that? It is with a broken heart that I resign my seat for Council District 6, the community I grew up in and my home. That's it? That's it. A broken heart. Broken wallet. More serious. Yeah, well... I, I I'd love to hear a whole uh, Nuri Martinez uh, album of all the things that he, she said in private about people. 
I bet you you could play, uh, you know, just weeks and weeks of tapes. Nuri Martinez behind closed doors, <laughs> trashing everybody in sight. <laughs> well, they got one down, two to go. Well, they'll still be there Friday if these other two haven't quit by then. And they'll come anyway because this this is exciting for them. This crowd that's showing up. Well, they got yeah, that's right. They, there's meaning to their life. They think they're part of you know a, a a great cause, a higher purpose. Oh yeah, and that dopey Mitchell Farrell saying, "Oh, we'll just stay all day if we have to." He couldn't right. because one of the councilmen left, but they would stay too. They'll stay the all way, day into the night so too. They need ten. They'll outlast you. They need ten people for a quorum, and they went down to nine. Who else didn't show up? Because I know because Bonin didn't, and uh, the three. Uh, uh, Three people yeah, on the, the three take, under, and that's four. Uh, right, under fire. And then, and then uh, the black congressman. Marquise Harris-Dawson left. All right, he left. That's five. There must have been a sixth person who didn't bother to show up for work. You said they need nine? They need ten. They need ten. Yeah, because he, he said we went from ten to nine. So I have five absentees. I don't know who the sixth one was. Huh. I don't know. I would, does Bonin count because he's on Zoom? <laughs> I don't know if he counts. I mean, they did their meetings on Zoom during uh, COVID. So I don't know. Now, meanwhile, the Attorney General just wants to stick his beak into this. Just announced an investigation into L.A.'s redistricting process that took place last fall. Since this, don't forget, these recordings are a year ago. And that's what they were talking about. So they've already finished with the City Council district boundaries. But a year ago, these three, along with this labor leader, Ron Herrera, were talking about their problems with it. So I don't know if he's just he didn't really provide a lot of specifics, but he came to downtown L.A. for a news conference today to announce, we'll bring the truth to light. He really got on a plane for this, huh? He did, yes, because yeah, he's, he's running for re-election. Right. I make... don't know that it's a close race. None of these statewide Democrats no, seem to have close races. He's going to run for governor though. one day, so this is... Uh... You know, he's got to start becoming familiar. He's got to raise his uh, his profile. Yeah, well, we're Name asking recognition. you to vote for Nathan Hockman anyway. Yeah. That's on our voter guide. Yeah, that would be a far better situation. A it would be. Billion times it's unlikely because, you know, Bont is one of these entrenched Democrats that uh, never seems to uh, go away. All right, we got uh, more coming up. We'll be talking again about all this with uh, Daniel Gus and the Gus Report after 3 o'clock. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, day after tomorrow, we're back with the Moist Line. You want to be a part of it? I guess there's a little bit to talk about this week. Uh, drop a message using the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or just call that toll-free number, that old Moist Line, one 877 664 7886. Again, the breaking news. Nuri Martinez did quit the LA City Council. That's right. This time, yes, because some of the media is reporting she quit when she only quit as president of the council. Big distinction. We caught that yesterday. Even the president's spokeshole got it wrong. She gave up her seat. Now, the, uh, the there's two ways to replace these uh, these Nimrods. Is you either uh, have a special election, or you uh, the rest of the city council can appoint a replacement. Uh, generally, though, since there's two years left on Nuri Martinez and Kevin DeLeon's term, uh, that means they will have a special election mm. in the near future. All right. And another question. Maybe that... we'll get more woke people on the council. I don't think the woke people are represented enough. What? Hmm? No, I think the woke people are discriminated against in uh, political <laughs> bodies. at least two more woke people coming on, Democrat oh, yeah. socialists. Oh, I, think so... there's, I th- think they should be a supermajority. Because their policies work so well. Look around. Uh, Aren't they? Wasn't woke politics great? It's a wonderful place. Yeah.
You're absolutely right. Very clean, pretty city. Yeah, look how... It's not like you have people dying in the streets, living in the streets by the tens of thousands, right? Now, Biden's arriving later on. What I thought might be funny, and, you know, I wouldn't put it beneath them. You know how they're often greeted by local officials? You would think that Newsom would go there to haunt him about, are you going to run? Please don't run. <laughs> You're not going to run, are you? Oh, don't run. I'm ready. I'm ready. And then Garcetti goes there. Please point me to India. Please, please get down on one knee. Don't you think that would happen? That wouldn't be the first time. They would both have something to plead. Uh, yeah, I think I don't think the Secret Service is going to let Newsom near Biden. Why? Newsom, oh, because he might try to. Yeah, Newsom might trip him, <laughs> and that would be that would. Here, be, Joe. Here's a bicycle. <laughs> that would be all it takes to take him out. <laughs> go for a ride. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Joe. Joe. Joe, do you know where you are? Newsom might give him the umbrella. Yeah. You know, he's going to a place called Brentwood on the west side for a fundraiser. You know anything about that? Tell me. I I wonder what weasels, what left-wing, progressive, woke, Democratic weasel couples are hosting Joe Biden. It's $10,000 a couple. And the the host couples, if you want to be listed on the the letterhead, on the invitation as a host couple, you have to throw in $50,000. Can you imagine throwing in $50,000 for the good of Joe Biden and the Democrats? But you look hey, like a mover and a shaker, right? You're, you're, you're something. You're on the A-list. You're, you're, yeah, you're, no. on the, you're on the A-list, all right. No. <laughs> you no. are one big A. No. And then Joe's headed up to Oregon to see if he can help a Democrat running there for a governor who's in trouble in the polls. They, so. have, they have not elected a Republican in Oregon since uh, 1982. And right. the current one has a, has a crack at it because it's a three-way race. It's a three-way race with a woman that used to be a Democrat but now is running as an independent. So it's making it really, really close. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's one worth watching. That's what we need more of. All right. Well, last night uh, was the last L.A. mayor's debate between Rick Caruso and Karen Bass. I would say, you know, I see all these clips on the cut sheet here, but really to hear them react to the big scandal story. Do you want to hear that? Does anybody? They were they're outraged. They were appalled. And we need healing. Did I just summarize it well? And I will be a healer. What, um, what, um, see, it trying, shows that we need to. What's I'm, that? I'm looking around on my body for an open wound because I, I don't know what's supposed to be healed. <laughs> you haven't been cut? I, I don't have a sore. You are a city of L.A. voter, so I, you I, I know. are more hurt than I am. I should be. Deborah wounded. Mark, too. She's an L.A. city uh, person. Yes, I am. Do you have any wounds on you? I do, as a matter of fact. You do? You need some oh. healing? I you do. cut yourself again? Do you have some neosporin or something? Yeah. It's like, what? what am I supposed to heal? My psyche, I guess I have a wounded psyche. But I think, and it's one of the only moments it's getting any attention, is right here in Cut 9. we got to just start with this. So, Eric, play Cut 9. The next mayor of Los Angeles will be either an African-American woman or a white man. I'm Italian. Italian-American. <laughs> Thank you. That's Latin. Thank you. Latin. <laughs> Oh, well, they're laughing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but Do you think he was playing around there, or was he trying to well, you know what? position himself differently than as a white man? Well, you know something? <laughs> uh, uh, some years ago, I would have thought he, he was just joking around that there was nothing to it. And then a few years ago, my wife told me how when she was a kid, uh, she's Italian, she was not considered white. I said, what are you talking about? She goes, oh, no, I got a lot of uh, crap at school. So did Italian families. We weren't considered white. 
we weren't quite considered black, but we were closer to black than white. I go, really? Because it just didn't happen in my town. She goes, no, no, really? And so I started looking this stuff up, and there's an Italian-American museum in downtown Los Angeles, which is really good, which we went to uh, some weeks ago, and they had a whole exhibit on this. Um, they brought the Italians in because they, you know, there, were, there, was, there was this huge migration from Europe to the United States, and a lot of workers were needed, and also a lot of workers were needed down south to replace the slaves. So when they came to this country, the Italians were looked at as the next thing over from black people. And so they were discriminated against and abused and in some cases lynched. I'd never heard this, and I'm looking, and yeah, there's there's photographs in the museum of, of all these lynched Italians. And so I started looking it up online, and uh, they, they, they had, like, really funky census forms back then or immigration forms. And Italian was a separate box from white. And I remember as a kid, and I didn't understand this, but... I came from an all-Polish family. Everybody in my family was either directly from Poland or they were born to Polish immigrants. And when I was six years old, one of the cousins, Polish cousins, was marrying an Italian. I was, I was six. And the whole family was in an uproar. My extended family. And just they were, Everybody's crazy about this. Uh, there was near boycotts and there was just I mean, a lot of stress and tension. I remember going to the wedding. Things eventually calmed down, and they went on to a happy life. And by the time I married my wife, that had all died down. But I remember in eighth grade, there was an Italian girl around the block from me, and I had a crush on her. And she used to come over. She liked me a little bit, and she used to come over and wanted me to do her homework. I no, think that's that was, why she liked you. Well, of course, because <laughs> she was the first woman to use me. Get the geeky guy to do my homework. Well, yeah, but she gave me a kiss. That's where I had my first kiss. And... Um, then she started calling me up, and this freaked out my mother. In fact, I saw my brother a few weeks ago, and he remembered this. Her name was Gina, and she'd call up. My mother would freak out. And, you know, she was afraid that we were already plotting to have children together, and we were going to get married. And my mother was all upset because she was Italian. Now, by the time I got married, I was uh, like 30 years old, and I guess they were just so grateful I was marrying anybody. That. <laughs> they didn't object. Right? They didn't object, and all that. And there was there was never any any trouble. They had just wow. gotten older and wiser. So I, I and I looked this up too. In Europe, I'm talking European standards. Um, that whole Mediterranean range from Spain all the way to Greece, those people consider themselves Latin. Yeah, and, I'm seeing an expert say this. Latin yeah. is something in Southern Europe. You'll hear people refer to themselves as Latin, and that includes people who are Spanish, Portuguese, French, and Italian. Yeah, and uh, Caruso is very tied into his heritage, and he spends a fair amount of time in Italy when he goes on vacation. So I just think he's, uh, it was a joke, but it was a joke based on his knowledge of how Italians think of themselves and yeah, how they were treated. I mean, Anybody who's looking at this race is not going to perceive him as anything but a white no, guy. No, it's the, the it it's the woke a-holes. But it upset. also comes to what we were talking about yesterday when uh, they were picking on the Oaxacans, right? Yeah. In, in any country, in any part of the world, particularly in the more ignorant past, people who were darker shades were always considered inferior. And that's especially in, in Italy, the southern Italians yeah. were often darker. Sicilians? And uh, yes. they were discriminated against. It's just the way people are is just to, and I don't know what that is. In Mexico, they do the same there, thing. People of darker got, shades there, are discriminated against. They're considered inferior. There has got to be something almost 
like biologically wired in people to react to color and to shades of color because it's all over the world. It's I Europe. think it's true. It's been yeah, in like in every some, culture. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they did a test once, and I don't know, uh, uh, like a, a study, and I don't know if this turned out to be legitimate or not, but they had like little tiny babies crawl towards pictures, and they seemed to be more enamored of blonde hair over anything else. <laughs> and, the, and so they started wondering if there's something innate in people that eventually leads to dividing each other by shades of color. Because outside of that, none of this really makes any sense. I, I I have never tried to figure it out. I just yeah. know it's the way and, it's been. And it must be something that the the like human nature has eternally fought against itself, you know, for for thousands and thousands of years. Right. All right. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Right. Of course, the breaking news: one down, three to go. Nuri Martinez has resigned from the Los Angeles City Council. Again, sort of misinformed people. She resigned the other day from her position as president, but now she's resigned from the whole council. That news broke this hour. Daniel Gus and the Gus Report will be our guest after 3 o'clock to talk about that and the continued chaos in the L.A. City Council chambers as the protesters show up, saying they will not go away, I would assume this is still true, until all three have resigned. We have not heard as of this moment from Cedillo de Leon, and as John and I said, de Leon's the one we're watching because he believes he still has a bright long future in politics she was definitely the worst of the three you gotta say at least from what we heard from yeah. these recordings yeah so, I, I mean Cedillo they uh, were more like the little nodding heads and laughing and right. maybe a comment or two yeah well uh, De Leon threw in the Louis Vuitton bag he did reference. that, that Bonin's Bond child is like but, a fashion accessory but she went for the uh, the uh, Chaguito yeah quote, she went with the slur and also the uh, beatdown I want to take him uh, around the corner. Oh, the beatdown. Give him right. a beatdown. Right. Right. And I think she also threw out those comments like, he's with the blacks and he's yes. the B word and he's the, yeah. So, all right. So we'll get, a, we'll get more on that. For those of you who wondered, because a couple of geeks did email the show, the Brown Act doesn't apply because they were not a quorum. The Brown Act covers even private meetings of public officials, but you have to have a quorum. You have to have enough to make a, yeah. a, you know, whatever the majority is considered. And it was just the three of them. So the conversation wasn't covered by the uh, laws of the Brown Act. Boy, the county health department sent out quite an email this afternoon. Usually, you know, these come to the John and Ken show and they're, they're usually just about the latest COVID numbers. <clears throat> public health details response plan to recent Ebola outbreak in Uganda. Whenever I see the word Ebola, I just kind of shiver. You don't want that virus. I'll take COVID a million times over over Ebola. I guess there's well, been another it, outbreak in, in, in Uganda. Because you bleed out through all of your orifices. Blood comes you gushing do. out of all the openings, even your eyeballs. The, what comes out of your eyeballs? Blood! Oh, blood? Yes. Oh. Any opening to the to the outside world. And it doesn't require a cut? It just pours out of you? It just... Yeah, because you're hemorrhaging from the inside. Oh. You know, so the blood starts spurting out of any, you know. Oh, please, it... we're getting near Halloween. Be more graphic. <laughs> the Ebola movie, directed by John Cobelt. Did they ever do an Ebola horror movie? I don't. I think that's too sensitive to turn it into a horror movie, don't you think? <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy here. Yeah, really. <laughs> he lives for chaos and agony. You should know better than ask. start a question with, don't you think it's too sensitive? 
What do you think really, my answer is going to be? Really, nothing. <laughs> Have you learned nothing at all? Uh, the Ugandan Ministry of Health confirmed an outbreak of Ebola virus disease in a district in western Uganda. Out of an abundance of caution, the federal government announced that it will reroute all air travelers who have been to Uganda during the past 21 days, the incubation period for the virus, through five airports. So basically, if you've been to Uganda, even though you're not there now, let's say you were there a week or two ago, mm-hmm. and you're somewhere in Europe and you're trying to come home, they're going to land you either at JFK, Newark, Dulles, O'Hare, or Hartsfield Airport, and then they're going to isolate you. You're going into quarantine. A temperature and symptom check conducted by the CDC, yes. Uh, They want you to know, though, the risk of Ebola virus disease in L.A. County is low, as no travelers coming from Uganda within the past 21 days will be coming directly through LAX. See, I didn't mention that airport on that list. And any such travelers will first be screened and cleared to continue to travel at the five U.S. airports There's quite a few travelers that go to Uganda because that is a great place to go on a safari. Oh, is that what, what people would go for? Is that yeah. the tourism? Yeah. Um, I don't know. The only African country I've been to is Morocco. Uh, I've not been to any of the... You went on a safari thing. Kenya, Kenya and Tanzania. Uganda is nearby. And I, I forget, different countries have uh, uh, different uh, animals that you can see. Wow. Uganda's Idi Amin. Remember him? Yes. He was, he was a cannibal. <laughs> Dada Idi Dada Amin. What yeah. was his name? He was a cannibal. He was a cannibal. <laughs> Did we have proof of that, or was that just something he bragged about? Um, I don't remember. I just remember as a kid, uh, comedians used to tell a lot of Idi Amin jokes. Yes, I know. Okay, connected to cannibalism, and I don't, uh, I don't remember all the details. One of the good old uh, dictator uh, evil people. Yeah, wasn't a good guy. Yeah, I can't, I can't vouch for what he had for dinner, buddy. Yeah, and the problem with Ebola is that, uh, well, when someone gets it, you know, people try to treat them and help them, and that's how it no, spreads. Any no, no. kind of uh, bodily fluid, saliva, blood, vomit, urine, feces, and sweat. No, no. Best thing to right do your body. is uh, go on Zoom. So it's like you want to be careful right now getting on those metro trains like that blue line. <laughs> where we heard the spokeshole say last week, yes. we have a lot of bodily fluid cleaning to do when that train gets into the... <laughs> Right. Long Beach Station. If, if there's any chance of catch, catching Ebola in Los Angeles, it'll be on a metro train. That's that's the virus sure. gets into your body through broken skin or mucous membranes. Yeah, described well, as spongy-like skin you find in your nose, eyes, yeah. or mouth. There's a lot of spongy materials flying around on a metro train. So they <laughs> stay out absolutely. of there. <laughs> okay. So the county just wants you to know that uh, it's not considered a serious threat. All right, we'll be back on the L.A. City Council. The breaking news is that Nuri Martinez has resigned her complete council seat. That just happened in the last hour. Daniel Gus from the Gus Report will join us to talk about that and more and more chaos today at the city council meeting. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.